Today is Tuesday, May 18th, 2021. When I look back on high school, I think it went pretty well. Like, the second half of it, I actually felt like a pretty popular, generally well-liked person, but also there were just terribly awkward and traumatic things that happened, especially in that first half. And if I don't talk about it now, I probably never will. Welcome to Derby. Like I mentioned in the intro, uh, my social climb in high school was so filled with ups and downs, and this is going to have to be a two-part thing because Russell Westbrook is on tonight. I'm not explaining what that means. If you know, you know. This episode is just going to be me talking about my freshman and sophomore year. Next episode, I'll get into junior and senior year. Sorry in advance, it's about to get (laughs) so weird. So going into my freshman year, like it was very clear the friends that I had, like it was this kid named Matt, who I'd known since I was six years old, a kid named Reggie, uh, best friend Mackenzie that I just made in eighth grade. She was like the first girl that like I ever felt like I could get along with and didn't feel super awkward around. Um, this kid named Chandler Ross. And, um, I think that was, that, that was, that was pretty much it. If I'm forgetting them, like, don't, don't fight me over it. Like I was 14. It's, we're talking 10 years ago. So just just relax. So freshman year was very awkward for me. I know that's not like a crazy thing to hear because I think it was awkward for everyone. Like it's so funny thinking about how when you're a kid, you think about like who like the hot girls are or like the popular dudes are like the jocks or whatever and thinking back like I can't even imagine like it feels illegal to say out loud that like when I was younger I used to look at like a 14 year old and be like she's out of my league like she's a child like isn't that weird but whatever I was trying to figure out dating at that time too um there was two main characters when it came to dating and i'm just gonna say their names because i literally don't care i don't think it's illegal to just talk about like people that were in your lives and i'm not gonna lie so i don't really have anything to worry about take me to court if you want to um coming out of eighth grade i was dating this girl named Kristen, and like every time i say the word dating just go ahead and like assume i'm doing air quotes because like how much can you really date somebody when you're 14 years old you know like you get dropped off at the mall you hang out together you like get dropped off at their house you hang out together you like like come on like 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 what are we doing mall movies like 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 what are we talking about so that was just Kristen, and we don't really have to get into how that relationship began and end. Like, I guess I liked her. I guess she liked me for some reason. And I, <laughs> I'm laughing because I just remembered how the relationship ended. Um, I've told the story a bunch of times. And if you ask her about it, she's probably going to say that like, she doesn't remember or it doesn't matter or I'm lying. But this is exactly when I knew that the relationship needed to end. I was playing Xbox with my brother one day. I think it was the 360, again, 10 years ago. And I remember her texting me once and me telling her that I was busy uh, playing Xbox with my brother. Like I was very specific about what I was doing. And I remember her saying something to the effect, I'm not saying she said this verbatim, but she said, are you saying that playing Xbox is more important than talking to me? Now, when we're talking about talking, 
We're not talking about like how my girlfriend and I sit in the living room, we talk to each other. Or at the end of a long day, we, we share a bedroom, we share a bed, we're, we're just talking to each other. I'm not like turning her down in that way. Like I'm a 14 year old playing Xbox with like my fam, like my actual family. Like I'm here with the actual fam. Like I'm not at TJ's place, like watching him play Minecraft. And I'm not like hanging out with Matt destroying him in 2k for the 74,000th time like i'm with my brother i'm at my home like whatever you think we need to talk about like when's the next time like we're gonna see a movie or like how often i should walk you to class or whatever like that stuff can wait like i'm just trying to play ncaa just relax and i remember telling my brother exactly what she said and he said oh that doesn't sound good. <laughs> and like just the deadpan way that he said it, I was like, it doesn't sound good, does it? Like we go to school together. Like I see her all the time. I probably see her more than I see, I don't know, whatever, who cares? And we went back to playing Xbox, but that stuck with me. And the next couple of days I broke up with her. And then I remember like her, like trying to make me jealous with some guy, like at some like teenage type of club that people go to in this place called Saudi Daisy that, I don't know. It was just this whole spectacle. I remember the day that I broke up with her, actually, I think the next day she didn't come to school. And I remember thinking that everybody was gonna be like mad at me because everybody knew that the reason she wasn't at school is because she was so devastated that I broke up with her, but whatever. I just remember her coming back the day after that day that she missed and she had like all this makeup on and you know I think you know I'm sure she looked very pretty but at that point like it really helped actually me the fact that she wasn't there the day after I broke up with her because I thought it was going to be a lot tougher than it was you know follow through with breaking up with somebody that you know <laughs> it's so weird to think back like you, you you talk about like planning your future with somebody or like um like I don't know like having like promise rings or like being together forever or whatever, when you're like a child, like you're 14, you have no concept of what that is. I'm 24 now. And like the idea of just like committing to one thing for the rest of your life is still, it's something that like I'm open to the idea of and I definitely want to do and I think I have plans to do it, but you still can't fully grasp what that means, especially as like a kid. So coming to school I expected everybody to like treat me like some type of villain like I destroyed this poor girl but every everybody's your age so like all these 14 year olds don't care they're just like who's here who can we talk to right now because I'd like to imagine that if she's the one that showed up to school and I didn't that day everybody would have been on her side but whatever it doesn't matter so that was one of the less like serious things that happened, but like that was kind of like what started my freshman year. So it already got off to like a really rocky, awkward start. But luckily I had friends to like back me on stuff. Matt never really cared about the relationships I was in. Cause I think he had like a part of me used to say like, oh, he just doesn't care about like anything or maybe he's not into girls. I don't know. But I'd like to think now back I like to think back now and be like, maybe Matt was just wise beyond his years. And he knew that like all this dating stuff as like a 14 and 15 year old was a waste of time. That's probably what it was. But I had friends like Chandler there and he was, he was a friend of mine and also a friend of Kristen's that I thought that would make things awkward. It didn't, you know, bros before, whatever. Anyways, so 
I'm going to get into the rest of my freshman year, but there was one other girl that I also, again, quote unquote, dated. Her name was Sarah Sullivan. I'll say her full name because, like, I really, really don't care. She hurt me as much as you can hurt, like, a 14 and 15 year old, right? So we started we started talking and like, you know how you think you love somebody and then you start dating somebody else and you're like, oh no, no, this is really what love is. But then you date somebody else and you're like, oh no, 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 this is really what love is. And then for me, like I dated somebody else after that and I was like, no, 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 this is really. So this was like the first time I thought I got it, but like I clearly didn't. But Sarah Sullivan was different. She was the smartest girl I'd ever talked to. It was almost intimidating and we could have like very, like long, what I thought were deep conversations. And she would share very personal, like family stuff with me. And I would try to like sympathize with her, even though like my life was awesome at home. My parents loved each other. Like everybody in our neighborhood got along. Like everybody had my back. Like I was doing awesome, but I was like, girl, I love you and I'm here for you. I don't even know what that means. You know, like imagine being 14 and 15 years old. You've probably all been there and you're like, I'll be there for you whenever you need me. And it's like, even if, if my girlfriend right now at age 24 called me and said like, I have a flat tire, I'd be like, well, do you have triple A? Like how much am I really going to be there <laughs> I, I don't even know what I can do now. I, I, I don't know what I thought I could do for this girl uh, as a kid, but whatever. So Sarah Sullivan, long story short, she ended up breaking up with me. And that hurt a lot more because I thought that we connected on a deeper level, a deeper, a deeper, a deeper level, however deep you think it is as a 14 year old. But to me, it hurt a little bit more because I thought, you know, it was deeper. I thought I had a better perspective because I already had this failed relationship that lasted like eight or nine months. And like, to me, it was a big deal. And I had a hard time getting over that. And somehow, again, she was she was mutual friends with with my boy Chandler. Chandler had a harder time taking sides that time because Sarah was like really cool. No offense to Kristen, but Sarah was really, really, really cool. And she was like this intriguing figure. And also I think Chandler kind of liked her too, but who cares? So just to wrap up the Sarah Sullivan saga before I get on to the rest of my freshman year, that summer after my freshman year, I reached out to her, like looking for some type of closure, like I deserved it or whatever. I was at summer camp. I was hanging out with um, my now best friend and then best friend too, obviously, uh, Jordan and another really close friend of mine, Denzel, and we were on the swing set outside the summer camp. We were all volunteers there. And I remember texting her saying, hey, um, I just want to know like why it really didn't work out. Like what was the real reason? Like I thought we had something real. And she said something to me that I will never forget. She said, I never really loved you. <laughs> it was just something fun to pass the time. And I never thought I could feel that type of hurt from this little girl and I wish I could just go back and tell myself that like, it's really not gonna matter all that much. Maybe it matters a little bit because I remember it so vividly now. And I remember Jordan and Denzel and I, we were walking to a crystal and I remember, um, it was right before we were about to walk to that crystal and I was on the swing set and I remember just staring at my phone and they were like, dog, are you good? And I was like, no. So that was my freshman year as far as like dating goes. I also played football my freshman year. I was a running back. 
I was really fast. I was not very strong. It was still around the time where like being fast was like a cool thing. Everybody knows when you're growing up, being fast is the cool thing. And at the age of 14, it was still just cool enough for like, you know, me to be kind of in with the athletes of the school. But I knew I wasn't going to play football anymore. And this is how you know I just, I'm just not built for it. Like, there are tons of reasons that people quit sports. And mine was probably like the laziest ever. So football season ends like at the end of the calendar year, like around November and December. And spring of that next year, um, they wanted me to be in this weight training class. And I was like, why do you want me to do that? And they were like, oh, we need you to like train for football in the spring. And I was like... Well, I want to run track. And they're like, oh, yeah, you can still run track, but we need you to do weight training and also uh, show up for football practice, you know, sometime at the end of the spring. And I was like, football practice in spring? I was like, what is this, college? We're not Division One. This is absurd. I'm not doing that. You got to be out of your mind. Why would I Why would I want to play football in the spring? I got hurt enough in the fall. Whatever. We had these crazy football practices where they would take the smallest people on the team, like me, and they would put me up against the biggest. I'll never forget this. I was a 14 freshman at, a, at Hickson, the high school that I went to, and they had me go up against this guy. Uh, you guys might know who he is. You might not. You probably won't. Who knows? His name was Cameron Hill. He was like the biggest person on the team. And they just had us just run directly at each other in the middle of practice. I was like, I already had to deal with that. In fall. He's like 17, 18. I'm 14. I just got out of middle school. He's about to go into college. Like, that's crazy. I remember running directly into him and him obviously running me over and me feeling like I got a concussion. Nobody cared. That was football. That was high school football. I was like, mm, enough of that. That's fine. So freshman year, by the end of it, I realized that I wasn't going to do football anymore. I'll just run. Running's great. Love track. Want to be fast. Got to go fast. I went to summer camp. Loved summer camp. Hung out with Jordan and Denzel um, with the exception of that crushing Sarah Sullivan text. I loved that summer. Now, sophomore year is where things started to get interesting. So one thing that I haven't brought up, and I'll probably touch on like greater in a different episode later on down the line, all throughout freshman year, well, my whole life, and then all the way through freshman year, I wore these glasses. They were bifocal glasses. They made my eyes look huge. The glasses were huge. The lenses were huge. They made my eyes look huge. I got bullied a lot for that, but we don't really have to talk about that right now. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that another day. Whatever. I got bullied, but it's okay. Episode probably 14 or 19 or whatever. Who cares? When I got to my sophomore year, the first half of it was basically like just an extension of freshman year. I still had a lot of the same friends. There was still Matt. There's always going to be Matt. He's still there. There's Kinsey, still there. Chandler, not here now, but I loved him so much my sophomore year still. Chandler was in choir. We we met in seventh grade. Um, I grew up on Lil Wayne and Drake and he loved them too. We had this young money bond or whatever. We used to like write raps and compete with each other in the middle of choir. It was this whole thing. We were super, super tight. So even after the Kristen and the Sarah Sullivan thing, Chandler was still there and that meant a lot to me. So I had him and I had Kinsey and I had Matt. And then going into sophomore year, um, there was this girl named Kennedy who I had a crush on when I was in sixth grade. And I thought that um, when I transferred to a different school and she stayed at that school that I came from, I was like, I'll never see her again. But then in 10th grade, she just showed up again and we just kind of started being cordial. And um, there was this other kid named Chris my sophomore year that I got really close with. And uh, we ultimately ended up not being friends in a very, very 
I don't, I don't want to say dramatic way, but I just had some like revelations about it. I'll talk about it another day. It doesn't matter. But actually, we're going to talk a little bit about it because it is my sophomore year. And I still think that like I am going to figure out this dating thing. Like I need somebody to love, somebody to love me, especially after Sarah Sullivan crushed me. So there was this girl named Jasmine. And the only reason I knew of Jasmine is because my friend Kenzie the only girl space friend that I'd gotten along with since like my conception. She said, hey, Jasmine likes you. Do you like her? And I was like, well, now that I know that she likes me, I like her. That's just how high school works. Like you like whoever likes you. It's dumb. Thinking back, it's dumb. Somehow her and I end up having like one or two conversations and all of a sudden we're in a relationship and it's so dumb. Like every time I say it out loud, it's so dumb. We never talked to each other. We barely texted each other. I don't even remember hanging out with her. I just remember one day she came into my advisory. It was like our homeroom in the middle of the day. And she just, she just broke up with me, like in front of everyone. And it didn't, it didn't occur to me how much I didn't care about our quote unquote relationship until she walked into my room and broke up with me with an audience. And she walked out and I remember people in there with the last names that were alphabetically close to mine asking me if I was okay. And I was like, uh, yeah, I guess. And my friend Chris, who I just really become close friends with, I used to be really into dancing. I was obsessed with America's Best Dance Crew. I started a dance club at my high school. I used to think that was going to be my thing. Chris did that with me. And then one day, he just started dating Jasmine. And like, I didn't like her, like really much at all. I mean, like she's a good person, like she's nice or whatever. Like I like her as a person, but I didn't like, like her. You guys know what that means. I don't have to explain that. I didn't like, like her. I liked her cause she liked me. But the fact that Chris started dating her and he didn't seem to think that was a big deal at all. I think that was kind of the beginning of the end of us, but who cares? That doesn't matter. I had this fantastic uh, English teacher, Miss Fleming. She was a big part of helping me open up my sophomore year. That was really nice. But what really changed the trajectory of my high school prominence was the second half of my sophomore year. I got these contact lenses that, you know, changed the whole big eyes, big glasses thing about me. And one really, 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 really close friend that I'd made starting my sophomore year was this girl named Nellie, full name Annarelli. She was Mexican. I liked her a lot. I thought she was great. I thought at one point I was going to date her, and then I didn't. But I think at one point in high school, I thought I was going to date literally every girl there. So that doesn't really mean all that much, I guess. But I thought she was special. And I think to this day, if I tried to talk to her, like we'd still be cordial. But like, you know, it was just one of those high school things. But the special thing about Nellie was that the way lunch periods worked out, you didn't always get to sit with who you expected to. And we just had this special type of connection where we could sit at a lunch table by ourselves and just talk by ourselves for for 20 minutes. And I think the real connection with Nellie was the fact that she was Mexican, but she felt like she didn't really fit in with like the Mexicans at the school. And I'm, I was about to say I was black. I'm black. And I felt like none of the black kids really liked me. 
actually it wasn't a feeling like I kind of knew it for a fact like there was a couple that I came into high school with knowing that I was cool with like kid named Quentin and Reggie who I mentioned earlier like I knew they liked me like like they were legit but everybody else is like we don't understand him and I didn't really understand them either so it kind of is what it is going into my second half of sophomore year I started to like kind of really branch out now that I had the contact lenses and not the big old magnifying glasses on my face. I felt like I could really branch out. Oh, there was also like one really awkward thing that happened to me. Um, sophomore year in biology. Oh my God. I almost forgot. There was this kid named, um, Austin. Not going to say his last name. Ah, yeah, well, I don't care. His name is Austin Gilkey. And I remember one time I was in honors biology. It was Miss Bellamy's class or whatever. And I remember at the end of that class, um, we were all waiting in line. We were lined up at the door. You know how there's like two minutes left in class. Everybody lines up at the door, even though you probably shouldn't. But Miss Bellamy was cool. She was like, yeah, class is going to be over in a couple minutes. You guys can line up at the door. I really don't care. Like She, she was cool like that. Or so I thought. So Austin Gilkey, uh, we're in biology. So there's all types of like scientific equipment everywhere. And I don't know if at this point I was wearing the glasses or I wasn't. I'm assuming I was. But Austin Gilkey took two magnifying glasses or maybe one. It doesn't really matter. And I remember him putting them up to his face, to his eyes and saying, look, I'm Derek. Everybody laughed. Matt was there. He didn't do anything, but I forgive him. He's just not that type of guy. And there was other friends that I had in that class. I remember this kid named Jacob, Jacob Rogers, who I, who I loved. We did this like science project with. It was really cool. Him, Ellie, and I. And this kid named Aaron Skates, who I'd known since like fourth grade. He was cool. He was there. Nobody did anything. Ms. Bellamy was there. She didn't do anything. It was embarrassing. Everybody was right there. Everybody's packed together at that door. And this kid, look, I'm Derek, magnifying glasses. It's not even that funny. I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, it's, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Like... It's very opportunistic joke to make. Like, how often are you going to have magnifying glasses right there? And, like, that audience and that, like, level of attention on you. Like, props to you for, like, committing to the bullying so hard that, like, you really took advantage of that moment. But in hindsight, I really hated how nobody did anything about that. But those are the things that I suffered with before I got the contact lenses. I really look back at that time and I think about the fact that like I had friends that liked me before I got contact lenses and that makes me really happy. Like like the Nellies and the Mats and the and and the Cheller and the Chandlers and the Kinseys or whatever. That that was really cool. And then my second semester when I got the contacts and I started to do announcements, that's when I started to think that like one day I might end up having this wonderful podcast. I started doing the announcements at school. It was just reading the national anthem. In the morning, or, or was it? The, <laughs> I just said the national anthem, but uh, the Pledge of Allegiance in the morning. I used to read that and think I was like, like Billy Badass or something. Like I'm like, I, like I used to think I was like Captain America or something. Like, Please rise for the pledge of the I Pledge of Allegiance to the flag of the United States. I was so I took so much pride in that. And then eventually I got the opportunity to um, be the MC for the pep rallies. The guy that's like, freshmen, make some noise. Sophomores, make some noise. Like, I thought I was like the goat of that. And now that I'm saying it all out loud, I think I'm starting to realize how I turned into the monster that I did my, um, my third year of high school. Because my freshman year, I dealt with, I dealt with Kristen and breaking up with her and thinking I was like, you know, on top of things. And then Sarah Sullivan came along and destroyed me. 
<laughs> and then I was trying to play football, which I thought I was good at. And then I realized I wasn't as committed to that as I thought. And then, and then when I came into my sophomore year and this girl that I never thought I'd see again, but then I thought I ended up having a chance with, uh, Kennedy popped up and I remember asking her out once in the middle of Spanish class and her just being like, I'll think about it. And then like an hour later, she was like, hey, um, no, <laughs> which was okay, but it was still like another blow to me. And I was like, man, I thought I'd gotten to the point where I was past this level of, I don't know, public humiliation or whatever, but it's my fault for putting myself in that situation. Is it? That's what they call shooting your shot. And boy, did that backfire, but whatever. And then when I befriended Chris and then he started dating Jasmine, I thought that was really awkward. And then, um, I don't know. I remember Nellie one day telling me that she felt like I was changing because the first semester of my sophomore year, we used to eat lunch together all the time, just the two of us. And it felt like I was very loyal to my friends and I was this very authentic person. But then as soon as I saw the opportunity to branch out, once I got the contact lenses, once Gilkey couldn't do the magnifying jokes about me anymore, once I started doing the announcements, once I thought I could emcee the pep rallies, that's when I started to realize, you know, maybe there's more for me in high school. Like maybe, you know, I don't have to be the loser that I thought I was coming into high school that didn't understand relationships that was getting humili getting uh, humiliated by girls and advisory, by them breaking up with me and then me saying I don't care. And then people think I'm saying I don't care because I'm actually very hurt and then getting annoyed because I actually really don't care. But then my friend starts dating her, so maybe I do actually care. And then those two relationships that I had my freshman year where like, I felt like my friend had to go back and forth between me and them for whatever reason, when he should have just stuck with the homie. And ultimately he ended up doing that, but it was just all very strange. It was just such a roller coaster. And now that I look back, like going into my junior year, I felt like everything was kind of starting to come together. And I felt like, um, this is something that I didn't plan on talking about, but it's just hitting me now that I'm letting it all out. That summer, after my sophomore year, there was this girl at summer camp that was very, very much into me. And I very, very much didn't like her. And I don't think I was super clear about letting her know how much I wasn't interested. I kind of just like let that breathe. And I felt like that was my way of, I don't know, making somebody like crave me or chase me because I wasn't used to that. Like Kinsey was the only friend that I really had that was like, she was the only girl that was like stable <laughs> in my life. <laughs> and um, her and her and Nellie, but I'd really just met Nellie. And when I thought, you know, I don't know, the Jasmine thing was was very awkward. And when I had this girl that just wanted me and I absolutely felt nothing towards it, I was like, I like this. This is cool. And I think that should have, I wish I would have thought about why I did that more before I went into my junior year. So next time, I'm going to talk about how all of these feelings culminated into the figure that I made myself in 
the character that I made myself into going into my junior and senior year. Because earlier I talked about how I ended up actually becoming quite popular in school based on all this really awkward random stuff you would think that like I wasn't going to do that. Like I started the dance club, I was in choir, I asked a girl out in front of everyone, didn't work, girl dumped me and then texted me and told me it didn't matter. Another girl broke up with me and started dating like a friend of mine. Like it doesn't sound like somebody that's gonna, you know, turn it around. But I was like determined to do that. And I was also starting to become like more proficient in the art of communication just generally. And then I really started to invest my time into like social media like Facebook. And that was probably why things started going downhill. Very excited to talk about it um, next time. I don't expect anybody to listen to all of this, but this is really just for me. I mean, but I'm, I'm glad you're here.